Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! I want to start us off with just something really fun, um, because as I was preparing, uh, I was just thinking and reflecting, you know, it's already, we're already in July in 2023. Um, how many of you just still think that New Year was just last, last week? You know, how many of you think things that the time just passed by so, so quickly. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but how many of you ha- have made some goals that you would like to do this year? Uh, or maybe any dreams that you may have? Uh, I'm just going to give out some examples and maybe if you want to raise your hands, you can raise your hands. So how many of you want to exercise, wanted to exercise more this year? Early, earlier, this new year, you want to exercise. Any one of you wants to uh, oh, procrastinate less? Oh, wow. I see all the students there. <laughs> um, but great, you know, it's really awesome to have uh, ambitions and goals uh, to do this year. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of us also may have dreams that we want to see uh, to happen this year. Maybe some of you might want to uh, looking for a job and you're waiting for a job and maybe this year you're like, oh, I want to get a job or I want to get a promotion, right? Um, and, you know, just thinking about all these dreams and goals and all these things are, are good. Uh, and we always get excited in the new year because we feel like, oh, we want to, we want to start the year uh, right. You know, we, we, we want to start the year fresh. Um, and a lot of times we, we always wait until the end of the year to reflect and think about how the year has, has gone by, right? But I think it's also good for us to just think about how, how we've been doing now that we have passed the middle, the middle mark of, of this year. You know, um, but because, uh, to be honest, sometimes we, we are so excited to want to do something this year, but maybe along the way, along the way, things happen. You know, along the way, life happens. Along the way, we may have picked up some um, bad habits even. You know, let's, let's just all be honest. Um, for example, if you want to procrastinate less, you want to spend more time to do something more useful, but maybe along the way, <laughs> you found a good show to watch. Uh, along the way, you found uh, a really fun game to play. You know, I'm, I'm also one of them. It, it happens. Um, or maybe you want to exercise more. But the reality is sometimes when job. Uh, when you are busy with your jaws and you have less time to, to exercise. You know, things happen uh, or we may have picked up some habits along the way that can affect us from achieving our goals, right? And it's always good to reflect how we've done in the last few months and think about how we can do better for the rest of the year. And similarly, I really believe it's, it's also good for us to also have a heart check on how we are doing in, in our walk with the Lord. Um, and even though, even though you think that in the last few months you've been doing well, uh, praise God that you are thriving, you are doing well, whether it's in your jobs or in your relationships and all that, but it's also good to still examine our hearts. It's also good to still reflect and think about how we have been doing so far and allow God to examine, allow God to help us to reflect. You know, in just like what David did to God in Psalms chapter 26, verse 1 to 2, uh, you don't have to uh, f- turn to that, but I just want to say, G- uh, David said to the Lord, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I've walked in my integrity. I've also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try me, try my mind 
and my heart. You know, we can see even David says that, God, I have been walking in your ways. I've been walking with integrity. And another word for vindicate is uh, justify, you know, uh, uh, show that I am, I am doing well. I'm walking in the right way. But he still says in second verse, examine me, Lord. He still allowed God to examine his heart, right? And in a simil similar way, uh, it's also good for us to do the same. And um, even as I'm preaching this, I'm not, I'm also doing it myself. You know, God is also uh, teaching me to reflect on what are the things that I need to work on in, in my life, even this year. And that's, and it's so important. Um, and even if the last half of the year has been tough for you, I want you to know that, you know, God is still with you and He's not going to give up on you. Uh, he loves you. And, and it's always good for us to just go back to God so, so with that, let us turn to the scripture uh, for today. Uh, would you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Would you, if, you, if you're there, uh, can I hear a yes? <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Let's read, let's read together. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. You know, before you can go back, read what happens before Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, in chapter 11, the author was talking about all the different, all the great men and women of faith uh, who went through a lot of challenges in life, um, but yet they still continue to put their trust in God. They continue to follow after Him. And that's why in, in verse 1 of chapter 12, uh, the author says, Therefore, let us also do the same. Right? Let us also do the same. Um, but how do we run this race? We all, we, are all, we are all running in this race called life, right? We are all running in this uh, race called life where we always face different challenges. But how do we run this race? Hebrew says that we lay aside every weight and every sin. You know, a lot of times when we run this race called life, we carry baggages along the way. You know, we carry different things that may be weighing us down. But the author is encouraging us to lay it aside, but not just lay it aside, but to look unto Jesus. Amen? Because Jesus is the answer, right? Jesus is the one that, that, that can truly give us meaning and the answer that we need as we go through life. Um, and along the way, along the way, it's, it's, um, it happens to all of us. We can lose our way. We can pick up different things that may cause us to focus on the wrong things or focus on the things that is not of God. But God is calling us to run this race looking unto Jesus. And that brings me to the title of my message, which is to run after Jesus, running after Jesus. Amen. And, you know, you may ask yourself, all right, I'm going through things in life. Um, maybe the last few months haven't been the best um, few months for me, but how do I look unto Jesus? How do I run this race by fixing our eyes on Jesus? We got to look at 
we got to look at how, what Jesus said about himself. What does Jesus say about himself? So would you turn with me to John chapter 14, verse 6. Now, Jesus says a lot of things about himself, but specifically, I want us to unpack what does Jesus say in John chapter 14, verse 6. He said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. And if you've been, if you've been in church long enough, you always hear this, yeah, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. They, there's, there's even a song written about that. But what does it mean? What does it mean by Jesus being the way? What does it mean by Jesus being the truth? and the life, right? So let's, uh, and that brings me to my first point, uh, and that we should focus, fix our eyes on Jesus who is the way. Amen? Jesus, um, He is the reason why we're here, church. He is the reason why we come and sing unto Him. He's the reason that we can have a relationship with our Father in heaven, you know, he, Jesus, He died. His death and resurrection on the cross is, was His act of grace, His act of love towards us so that we can be set free from the bondage of sin. And what's so encouraging for us is that even as we reflect on God today, uh, as we reflect on our lives, uh, let us go to Him being encouraged knowing that Jesus has paid the price for all of us. You know, Jesus has already won it all, and there's nothing that we can do that can ever earn God's, you know, God's um, salvation. You know, there's nothing you can do that shows, uh, that, that, makes God, that makes God love you more than, 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 than He has ever loved you. So, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you don't have to go to God having it all together. You can go to God just as you are. Amen? Um, let this be an encouragement for all of us, even as we reflect on our lives. Don't dwell in just your past mistakes uh, and don't let the past mistakes and the past maybe trauma to demotivate you from running after God. Because God has already done it all. Jesus has already won the... Jesus has already died for you and I so that we can always go to God uh, wherever and whenever, right? And... It's so easy for us to focus on the things that we've done and to dwell in guilt and shame. But the Bible says, friends, that in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. He's there to lift you up, and God is always faithful. He's always faithful to uh, heal you. He's always faithful to forgive. Um, and, and let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. God is faithful to forgive. Right? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. Uh, we're going to look into a lot, some scriptures today. I hope that's okay. Um, it's always good. Uh, but Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 to 16 says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, um, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. What, what good news is this, that we have Jesus who is our high priest. We have Jesus who doesn't just set us free and leave us to, do, uh, to, to go through life ourselves, but He has gone through what we've gone through, and He understands what we go through. He understands because He knows that life can be hard, right? He knows that in the last few months, if you're going through something, Jesus understands. The another word for sympathize is that He cares. He cares. He wants to be there with you along all, all the way. Amen. And that's why because of what Jesus has done, we can always go boldly to God for help. We can, we can always go to God for grace and for mercy. And He's always faithful to forgive. He's always faithful to help. Amen. Amen. And in, you know, in the beginning of the year, I'm, I don't know about you, maybe some of you may feel like you want to be on fire for God. You know, you're saying, God, God it's 2023, I want to be more on fire for you. But, um, but when life happens, the weight, for example, could be work. You know, when, when you're working uh, and there's a lot of uh, stress, maybe it's coming from your boss, your colleagues, clients, a lot of things that you need to do. And as a result, you, you, you feel guilty because you don't really have much time to spend with God or, or you, you serve God less. And because of that, you feel like God, that you are not worthy to go before God anymore. But I want to tell you that Jesus, because of Jesus, nothing can ever separate you from the love of God and that you are loved and God is still waiting. God is still there for you as you go to Him. He is faithful to show us the way. And I, we've been talking about Jesus being the way. Because of Jesus, we can always go to God because Jesus is the way. But when we hear it so many times to focus on Jesus who is the way, let God lead the way instead of our own ways. But how, how do we know um, that we are walking in His way? How do we know that uh, what we are, the path that we are walking on is the right path, is the way that God intends us to be. You know, we've learned in homes, uh, we've learned about uh, the will of God, right? We learn about what's the sovereign will of God, the moral will of God, and, and, and God's will and His way. God's will is also another word for His way. His way is for us to know Him more. A lot of times we're thinking like, God, what is this way that you are leading me to? How can I know that the way that I'm walking is the right way, even in this year? God always shows us His way so that we can learn to know Him more, so that we can learn to depend on him more. Amen. In in Exodus chapter 33 verse 13, um, this Moses uh, said this to God when when God brought them out, God brought the Israelites out of Egypt out of slavery. Moses said this to God in verse 33. Verse 13 says, "Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way." that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. Amen. What does Moses say? Moses says to show me your way that I may know you. Maybe as you are reflecting on how the last few months have been, maybe you have been, you are in this season of waiting. Um, and whether it's, it's, it's looking for a job or looking to change jobs, looking for a direction, but things may not be working out the way that you want it to be. And the setbacks and rejections maybe from 
applications or things like that can, can make you lose hope. You know, it, it, let's be real. Sometimes rejection, rejection is, not, is not encouraging sometimes. And, and, and because of that, you, uh, you feel hopeless. You feel, like God, you, you feel like asking God, God, why? Why is this happening to me? Um, and, and the worst thing is you start to think that you're not good enough. You start to think that maybe, maybe, um, maybe it's it's just you're just not cut out to 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 pursue this. Um, but we've got to understand that God's ways are always higher, friends. And that's the good news because uh, when 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 God's ways are higher, that means that He knows better what we need instead of just what we want, right? And so the questions we the question we got to ask ourselves when um, when we are in a season of waiting. Uh, maybe ask yourself this question. In this season of waiting, what is God teaching me? Amen? What is God teaching me in this time of waiting? Um, maybe what you need right now isn't a job. Maybe what you need is to know God more. Use this time to, to know Him better, to, to get to talk to Him, you know? get to know who He is. And, but a lot of times we want things to go our way because it is comfortable because it is, um, it, it is beneficial to us. And the, the danger is that we often define God's faithfulness and God's love as immediate deliverance from the things that make us uncomfortable, right? But God, the truth is God will allow things to happen. God allows trials and testings to happen in our lives to, so that um, it, it helps us to change our course. Maybe we've been walking in the wrong way, but because we're walking in the wrong way, God needs to wake us up. God wants to help us to go back to the right path, to change our course to the right way. You know, God may allow things, God may bring you through a season of waiting, maybe a season that may not be a, a good season, but maybe He wants to mold your character, right? Maybe He wants to bring you back to dependence on Him, to know that you can trust, to know that you can trust in the Lord. Amen? And that's, that's God's way. That's the way that God has provided for us. And as we, as we run through this, run in this race, look unto Jesus. Know that Jesus has already made a way for us to the Father and that we can always trust in God. Amen? When we allow, when we allow Jesus to lead us, He will speak. He's always, God will always speak. The question is, do we listen, right? Uh, we got to be honest with ourselves. When, when God speaks, um, do we obey? Do we follow and do we trust in His Word? We, we live in a world where we have access to so much information, right? We, we, have, ac- we have access to so much information from social media or, or the news or even what people say. Um, well, the, well, they are good in some ways, but it's also dangerous because if we choose to focus on what people say about us, about how we view life, we shift our focus to what everyone else says, but it's not, but it's not what God says. Amen? And that's why it's so important that we need to go back to God because He is the truth. And that brings me to my second point, to look unto Jesus who is the truth. Let's turn to John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. It says, John chapter 8, 31 to 32 says, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, 
if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, shall, shall make you free. Amen. Um, let this be another encouragement that when God speaks, it is not to harm us, but it is to set us free. Amen. It is to, it's not to harm us. It's not to destroy us. It is not to make our life miserable, but it's, it's so that we can experience freedom, freedom in the Lord. And that's why it's so important that we always go back to Scripture. Uh, whatever you may be going through uh, in life, go back to what the Word of God says. And God's Word will always, and will always be relevant to us. And even though it is written thousands of years ago, His Word is still alive today. His Word still applies to our current situation today. Amen? If, if you have received hurtful comments, maybe some of you here may have received hurtful comments by people, or, or you've been looked down upon, and, and because of that, um, you, you, you are being really hard on yourself, thinking that, does God actually love me? Does God actually care that I'm in this situation? Amen, right? And, and, and let's look to what God says. Don't look into what people say. Don't just trust in what your own emotions say as well, but, but let's see what God says. And God says in Psalms 139 verse 14 that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen, how amazing is that? That if you think, that, if you think people think that you are useless, God doesn't think that you are useless. You are of value, you are worth. You are, you, are, you are worthy to be called His child. What else does God say in Scripture? Psalms chapter 8, verse 3 to 4 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? The creator of heaven and earth cares about each and every one of us. Amen. Psalms 139, verse 17 to 18, it says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Let's just take like Brighton, for example. How many, how, how many, how many sands, grains of sand do you think there is in, on, the, on that beach? But God thinks about you more than that. More than that. That's how much God thinks about you. Right? The psalmist says, when I'm awake, I'm still with you. Maybe, maybe some of you here, you, you wake up um, on Monday just dreading and thinking that, oh man, I need to go through today again. But, the, but God is still with you. When, you when, he, when I'm awake, I'm still with the Lord. He is still with you and He will never leave you. And that's the Word of God and that's His promise over your lives. Let this be an encouragement for all of us. Amen? What else does God say? God also says to not worry about the things on this earth. Don't worry about, you know, the food that you eat. Don't worry about the jobs that you want to get. Don't worry. But what does He say in His Word? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, God, Jesus instructed us to seek God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all, this, all these things, all these things that we can be worried about will be added, will be taken care of. Amen? So let's learn to apply. When God speaks and we know it's true, let's learn to live it out. You know, maybe students, 
don't worry about how your past academic year has been and don't let that also demotivate you and, 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 and affect how you view your next academic year. But instead, t- instead, choose to trust in the Lord. Choose to focus on Him. And even right now, you're on your holiday season. Um, use this time. Use this time to get to know Him. Use this time to uh, uh, um, run after God. Um, I know some of, some of our students here also have started serving. Amazing. Praise God. Um, but that's what seeing after God's kingdom is, is to focus on God, not on the things that we are worried about. Amen? Because God has promised that He will take care of it. Amen? When we go back to God's Word, it, it gives us strength and hope to trust in Him, um, but it also gives us hope in a sense that we can still trust in Him when things don't go our way. You know, when God instructs us to do something, sometimes we may find it hard to do so. We may find it hard to, 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 to apply. For example, um, if, if, you, if, you are, if, if you have a really hard boss in, in your workplace and it's very easy to join a group to chit-chat, to talk behind your boss's back. Um, but what does God say in His Word? God instructs us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to be a blessing to the people around us. Amen. Let's turn again to Romans chapter 12, verse 20. And I want to read this in the, in the message version because um, I really like what, how it's uh, paraphrased here. Romans 12, verse 20 says, Our scripture tells us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Right? Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. Amen. God is instructing us. God has has called us to be um, people of excellence, just like what Pastor Dave has shared with us last week, that we are to be salt and light. And how do we be salt and light? By our good works towards other people, right? And if if God, if, if Jesus told us to love our enemies, to bless them, then everyone else, your bosses, all your colleagues all lie in that it's all under that category. All, we, are, we ought to love our neighbors, and that's what God called us to do, right? In Matthew 5, verse 16, um, Pastor shared this last Sunday, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen? So even in this year, as we reflect, maybe think of how can I bless, uh, if, I haven't, if you haven't done so, maybe we can ask God, God, how... Can I bless my colleague this year? How can I uh, love them this year? How can I bless them? Maybe is there someone that I can buy lunch for this year? And when we choose to obey God to do good works, it doesn't just build your character in a good way, but it also blesses other people. It also blesses other people so that they can also come to know of the goodness and the love of God. And there may be times where you find it hard to accept what God has to say. Um, let us be reminded that God's thoughts are always higher than ours. Again, we've already read just now earlier that God's thoughts towards you is countless, basically. He thinks about you all the time. That means that when He thinks about you, He already thinks about the plans that He has for you and for the people around you. 
So abiding in God's Word means to keep doing it, keep at it, to continue to follow His Word, continue to trust in God's Word. If you, find, if you are going through a dry season, keep trusting in God because God has a plan for you and He has promised you in His Word. Amen? And over time, as you choose to stay rooted in His Word, uh, you will see, friends, you will see God working in your life. You will see God working in the lives of the people around you. Amen? But the, the thing is, a lot of times the world tells us to follow our heart. You know, a lot of times we, we always hear this, in, in, whether it's in social media, in Hollywood, um, just follow your heart. Just do what your heart tells you to do. But the Word of God says that the heart can be deceitful. Our hearts and our emotions can distract us from, from choosing to do the right thing. Amen? Um, we also learn this in homes. Uh, one of the misconceptions of God's will is to think that if I feel good about it, then it's God's will. But the thing is, let's be honest, does your heart know what your future is going to be like? Does your heart know all the answers in this world? But only God knows. So let us put our focus, let's put our trust in the Lord, amen, for the rest of this year. Allow Scripture to direct your thoughts and your emotions. Allow Scripture to uh, give you hope. Allow Scripture, allow His Word to, to, to motivate and strengthen you, to not give up, to carry on for Him. And God's Word is true, friends. God's Word is dependable, and no matter what situation you are in, um, he, he already promises that He's with us all the way. So let's continue to cling on His Word, amen? Every step of the way, um, even starting tomorrow, let's cling onto His Word. Tuesday, let's cling onto His, onto his Word. Um, I'm reminded by Psalms chapter, one, chapter 119. Uh, Psalms, one, Psalms 119 is the whole chapter talks about the Word of God and how the psalmist delights in His Word and wants to walk in His ways. Uh, but I want to read from verse 1, 105. 119 verse 105. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And Jesus is the living Word of God and He wants to be with us every step of the way. And when I think about lamp, right, if you think of how... Um, what this verse means. Lamb in olden times is not like a, it's not like a torchlight where you can shine uh, the whole room, but it's a lamb that you have it with you along the way. And as you walk, you get to see the next step. As you walk, you get to see the next step. And I really believe that that's what God wants us to do as well, to continue to walk with Him uh, in, 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 uh, and trust in His Word. Amen? So, trust in His Word. Abide in His Word. And His Word can set, will set you free. His Word will set you free from uh, maybe the lies that you've been told or the lies that you're telling yourself as well. But God loves you and that's why His Word will set you free. Amen? And to the third point, Jesus is the life. Let us look unto Jesus who is also the life. John chapter 10, verse 10 says that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Ultimately, Jesus wants to give us life. And life more abundantly means a full, fulfilled life. Life with Him. 
But has life thrown, you know, I wonder, has life thrown a lot of burdens and weight towards you, on you? And, and because of that, you feel like wherever you see in life, it's just hopelessness. It's just darkness. It's just, lack of a better word, death. That's the worst thing. Uh, and you feel like your life doesn't matter anymore. And the thing is, that's what the devil wants us to believe. The scripture says that the thief wants to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil wants to steal away your joy, your peace, by making you think that you are not worth it, that you have no worth. The devil wants to destroy your relationship with God by making you think that you are not worthy of His love. He will cause you to, to go through life, and, and when you mess up, he will amplify that voice of condemnation in your life that make you think that, that it's all because of you and you can't go back to God anymore. Friends, that's the lie of the enemy. And if he can't do that, he will try to make you think that you can find satisfaction and purpose uh, in the things that the world offers, right? He, he will make you think that as long as you earn enough money, then you are set for life. As long as you earn a good job in, in Goldman Sachs, in, 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 a, in a bank, I'm just using a name as an example, but you, you get what I mean. Like As long as you get a, a, a stable career, then you can find purpose in life. If The devil wants to make you think that if you don't land any of those internships, if you don't do those things, then you are... Um, you are way behind the rest of the world and you are a failure. But that's not what Jesus wants for you. Amen? That's what the devil wants to lie. That's what the devil wants you to think. But Jesus wants you to have an abundant life. And what does abundant life mean? A lot of times we think abundant life means a life that is free from stress, from depression, uh, from, from uh, suffering. But Life, abundant life means life with purpose. Life that we can spend with Jesus because we know that Jesus is our hope even as we go through the hard times, even as you go through the suffering. Um, when we have Jesus in our lives, He will help us to overcome. And that's, that's, that's a, even a better um, promise that we can have because because when Jesus brings us through suffering, when we go through and we, we choose to focus our eyes on Jesus, and He will give you the strength to overcome, and He will also help, and, and with that, you can also help other people to overcome. Can you, can you see what God is doing? God wants your life to also be a blessing to the life of many others, and that's what abundant life is, life filled with purpose, with uh, peace, Deep, uh, a perfect peace that will help to guard your thoughts, your emotion. He will give you joy with true deep joy that will strengthen you even though, the going, even though you are going through challenges. Amen. And that's the life that Jesus offers, a life filled with purpose and a relationship with Him. Amen. And there's more to life. There's more to life than getting a first class in your degree. There's more to life than uh, getting retired early or wanting to get retired early. There's more to life than this, right? And when we choose to look unto Jesus, um, we, can, we can start seeing the world the way Jesus sees them. And we start to see God's plan and His purposes to the people around us in our lives, 
And, and that's, that's what happens when we focus on Jesus and accept that He gives us life. But for Him to give us life, we also need to do our part to allow God to uh, have control over our lives. A lot of us, we like to be in control over the desires, the dreams that we have in life. Um, but when Jesus gives us life, it requires us to also surrender our life to Him. Amen? So what, is, what, what are the things that may, may be preventing you from surrendering your life to God? Maybe ask God to reveal in, our, in, in your hearts. Let us all ask God to reveal in our hearts what is that one thing that is taking up the space in our hearts other than Jesus? Amen? A heart check for all of us is, is whether along the way this year, um, have we allowed other things to overtake Jesus as our priority? Maybe you started this year on fire for God, but along the way, because of different circumstances, we start to shift our focus on, uh, our, our, on the things of this world. Maybe because of work, I'm just going to use work again, but if you're going through a tough time in work because of the deadlines, your bosses, um, let us choose to still fix our eyes on Jesus, knowing that He's the one who placed you there in your life right now, and He will be there with you along the way. Let's start to put our confidence in God, not our achievements, not on the things that we uh, can achieve. Don't place your confidence on the success that the world has to offer. But it is in the surrendering of our lives that we get to see God move. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Here Jesus was uh, telling his disciples to say, hey, don't cling on to your life. Don't cling on to your life so tightly that you are not willing to let go because of me. Um, in the message translation, one of the lines, it says, self-help is no help at all, but self-sacrifice is the way. Self-sacrifice, which means to allow God to take the driver's seat of your life, right? And do you want, you know, if you want to know more, if you want to follow in His way, if you want to abide in His truth, um, we got to also surrender our lives to allow Him to lead us. Amen? So maybe... Maybe there are things that we are still holding on to um, this year. Um, let us choose to let go and allow God to take over. Um, God's plans for you are, are not to harm you, but God's plans for you are to give you a hope and a future. That's what He says in His Word. Amen? You know, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I'm going to read in the message translation again because I really believe that this is, we can also apply this. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. 
place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. And that's how we ought to live our lives, friends. Uh, and, and God is calling us because He has plans and purposes for all of us. And as we reflect, let's move forward, even in the next year, saying, God, I want to let you have the driver's, uh, let, you, let you have the wheel uh, and let you take control of my life. Maybe if you are going through a dry season, maybe what God is speaking to you is, will you still choose to trust me? Will you still Will you let go of the things that you're trying to do by your own strength and allow and, and, and let, let me uh, show you the way? Let me show you what um, let me show you what I have for you. And that's and that means we just got to surrender. We're just gonna let God surrender. Let, let, sur- we just need to let God take control. Amen. And I pray that we are all encouraged. Uh, today, and even convicted to want to keep focusing our eyes on Jesus. Life is not easy, but with God, it is, it is meaningful. With God, there is purpose. And He is the author and finisher of our faith. He knows the beginning and the end. He knows your life. And he knows uh, that you, uh, what you are going through. And if you're finding it hard in your journey right now, go to Jesus the answers can be found in Jesus. If you need hope, hope is found in Jesus. If you are facing a storm that is clouding your emotion, your thoughts, let the peace of God that can be found in Jesus guard your heart and your mind. In Jesus, we can find strength to overcome temptations. In Jesus, we can find true life's purpose and not through, and we, we, where we can't find it in, in the things that the world offers. Amen. And I'm just going to invite the worship team uh, to come out as we, um, as we respond. But I just want to encourage everyone that we don't have to wait until next year to start afresh. We can start today. We can start now. And each day is an opportunity to it's an opportunity for us to draw near to Him. And would you allow, if you're going through something right now, would you allow Jesus in to your heart? Um, why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand? And let's maybe sing the last, the, uh, the, the bridge of the third song. Um, and as you are going through something, fix your eyes on Jesus. Rest on the fact that Jesus died for you which means that He loves you. He loves you so much. Be reminded of what He says in His Word and allow Him to take control. Allow Him to be, to lead you in life. Amen. So, even if you're going through something, let's also choose to declare by faith that nevertheless, whatever we may be going through, we thank, we thank God for His love and, and, and let that drive us to continue to trust in Him, to continue to 
to praise Him even when the going gets tough, even when uh, we are facing a storm. And let's declare by faith that nevertheless, I will choose to praise You. I will still draw near to You. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.